Welcome to the Moss Lorray Show, where we bring more light everywhere through heart-to-heart conversations. I'm your host, Alicia Lorray Ellis, and we are live at the Futureland Conference here in Cleveland, Ohio. And we back, DJ Focus, Moss Lorray. We live at the 2023 Futureland event right here at Playhouse Square. And I'm telling you, it's all the way lit. Man, man. all the way lit. The energy is fire. And I got a special guest, my guy Moody, all the way from Detroit in the Midwest. What's going on? What's happening? Thank you for having me. From the D came to the CLE. <laughs> I'm feeling Thank a certain you. way about Detroit. Pray for me. We I, won't I just, say I'm, nothing. I'm a sports fan. I'm sorry. Pray for me. I'm okay, you know. okay. It's all good. We won't talk, we won't talk about it. Listen, <laughs> you, you do cool things, so I, you get a pass. Moody. Yeah. Tell us about who you are, what you do. Yeah, so my name is Moody Matan. I'm the founder and CEO of BrandXR. And BrandXR is a no-code augmented reality platform and award-winning XR studio. So we work on augmented reality and virtual reality projects, helping brands to bring their brand to life, and also with artists as well. So that's something we're doing here at Futureland is we brought our immersive art gallery here. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can download the Electrofly app and actually scan these artworks and make them come to life in, in 3D and interact with them, kind of like you're playing a video game, but right. like on the art. Right. All right, so that was, you wrapped it up good at that point because I was like, all right, you sound like a doctor talking to people who know nothing about technology. <laughs> so in your most lamest terms of yeah. reading tech for dummies right now, like <laughs> what, what are folks experiencing when they, when they pull up with you in your immersive experiences? Yeah, so there's a, imagine like a full art gallery with like paintings on the wall mm-hmm. and there's uh, signs up there where you can download the Electrofly app. And once you download the app, it uses computer vision. So you just point the app at the art and it will automatically recognize it and pop up the experience and 3D models will come out. It's so dope. You can interact it with it. So uh, they all started as murals, actually. So graffiti murals, um, you know, that are on walls all, all throughout. We started in Detroit, you know, which is my hometown. But now we have murals all throughout, you know, the United States and all throughout the world. And this gallery is featuring some of those AR murals, uh, like art prints yeah. of those. So I actually met Moody in Miami okay. in April. Okay. And mm-hmm. we just connected. I'm like, man, what you're doing is so dope. And he's like, I'm from Detroit. I'm like, oh, perfect. I'm from Cleveland. We're, we're neighbors, right? Right. So I was like, yep. we're playing this conference in Cleveland. It's like right up your alley. Like, I, we have to get you there. So he's like, cool, game. And then we met. We came. He came up. We saw Playhouse Square. We went for dinner, him and a couple of the um, Futureland team. I'm like, you guys, I don't know what we'll had to do to figure out how to get Moody here in his, in his immersive reality experience with art and culture because our city is so heavily infused with art and culture and theater. I mean, we're here at Playhouse Square alone. So mm-hmm. long story short, we got Moody here and he has a whole immersive experience right next door at our conference this year. Like, how wow. dope is that? Yeah, we were just running the gallery uh, in Detroit for the month of design. So we partnered with Bedrock, mm-hmm. and we had uh, a whole gallery there, over 20 different pieces for the month of design. And we brought you know, some of our favorite pieces, like about 10 or 11 pieces here to Futureland uh, to show everyone off. And we actually partnered with uh, artists, local artists yes. here, Mike X. Love him. Um, okay. And we uh, brought one of his huge, huge uh, pieces of artwork together. It's like six feet tall. It's so dope. Um, and you can scan that one and bring it to life as well. So that was one we did, especially for the folks here in Cleveland. If you're not at the conference, you guys are listening in. I mean, you guys <laughs> still have time to drive down. We're here all day tomorrow as well. But such a great experience of what's happening in our city and now how we're 
we're connecting throughout the Midwest to bring creators here. I mean, this is what we need to see happen and connecting with others and how do we create the space for immersive experiences and entrepreneurship and art and culture. Absolutely. I'm just amazed. Talk a little bit about the journey. How did you even get into doing this? <laughs> so, yeah, it's kind of a, a long, windy road, but I actually uh, I, I'm, I'm a business guy. So I started on the business side of technology companies. I was actually working in venture capital uh, in Silicon Valley as an associate at a venture capital firm okay. and invested in an augmented reality headset. 10 years ago now, oh, wow. back in 2013. Early adopter. And so, you know, uh, have been playing around with these technologies for a while, saw it as an investor first, and then I started a, a virtual reality headset company. I don't know if you guys remember the Google Cardboard. Yeah. It was one of like the very first VR headsets that came out. It was made out of cardboard and lenses. Wow. So we would customize those for different brands. Um, and then after that, I was like, I want to get into building the software experiences, you know, but behind them. Um, and so that's what we're doing now at Brand XR. That's so cool. What, so what drives you? I mean, you wake up, you Silicon Valley. I mean, that's a whole journey in VC to here. Yes. What kind of drives you day to day in this space? Yeah, I, you know, really being able to like do our thing in the space. Um, one of the things we're focused on at Brand XR is making this technology accessible to mm. everyone. So, you know, like I said, I'm a business guy. I don't know how to code, but in order to build these augmented reality experiences, you need to learn, you know, C++, C Sharp, the Unity 3D engine, Unreal Engine. There's a lot of complex coding skills involved. And um, I had built an e-commerce website on Shopify okay. as a business guy who didn't know how to code. And I was like, there needs to be something like a Shopify for augmented reality. like. Mm -hmm. It should be an easy, no-code platform, you know, drag and drop. So anyone can build these experiences. Like, why should the engineers have all the fun, you know? Um, so that's that's why we made uh, the BrandXR Studio. So it's totally no-code. So if you're a teacher, if you're an artist, if you're a marketer, if you're an entrepreneur, you can jump into our BrandXR Studio platform and start building your own augmented reality experience. Man, that's dope. This is uh, crazy. Cool. So what's next? So, you know, now we're, we're, we're growing the company. We're working, you know, with bigger and bigger brands, um, you know, looking to really just expand. That's part of the reason I'm down here in Cleveland is like, you know, we're known as one of the top uh, augmented reality, virtual reality companies in Detroit. Okay. And so I wanted to come down here to Cleveland and, you know, meet people. I don't know too many people down here. And um, don't worry, you know, we'll, we'll take right. you around. Don't worry about that. <laughs> no, since I met since I met Elisa, she was like, "You got to come down to Futureland. You're gonna meet like the who's who in Cleveland. You know, Absolutely. at this conference. You know, you're gonna meet like everyone you need to meet here." And so uh, that's why I'm here. And you know, I've met a lot of great people this morning alone. And so excited for the rest worth of the, the time, conference. right? Worth the time. Oh, worth yeah. the investment. Oh, yeah. I love it. So I love to always talk about on the show. You know, positive message or pure message. Like, what would be your positive message to other entrepreneurs, maybe in tech? Um, maybe in VC that you can give some advice to? I would say, um, I think just having this mentality of like being a lifelong learner. Mm. There's all these new technologies that are coming out, like AI, you know, with chat GPT and all this stuff is like, don't be afraid of these new technologies, mm -hmm. you know, like, um, 
have this approach that you're a lifelong learner and you can play with these technologies like a kid, like a kid on the playground, you know, is not afraid of going down the slide or on the swings. He's mm. just going to go for it and play with it. Mm. And so that's the kind of mentality I think you need to have towards some of these, these new technologies. Um, and also just never give up. You know, that's, that's the number one thing about entrepreneurship. You know, it's, it's a roller coaster. You're, you're going to have some days that are like super, super high and you're going to have some days that are really, really low. Um, and you know, you need to just like keep going, never give up and, you know, just kind of like pushing through, I call it like bulldozing through the bullshit. Bulldozing. Um, <laughs> so, you know, like you gotta just keep going and keep it moving. And, um, you know, if you have that, uh, consistency, you know, where you're working away, you're kind of chipping away at it. Um, you're going to build something beautiful. I like to think of building a business as like art. You know, and so you're just like chipping away at that sculpture every day. You're chipping away at that business. And, you know, by the end of it, you're going to have something beautiful, like a like a Michelangelo. <laughs> I love that. How can people get in touch with you? BrandXR.com? Uh, so, yeah, BrandXR.io. .io. Um, BrandXR.io is our website. Uh, made with BrandXR on Instagram. And, yeah, check me out. I'm on LinkedIn. Moody Matan on LinkedIn. I love it. Um, DJ Focus, Moss LeRae. We live at the 2023 Futureland event. If you're not here at the Playhouse Square, I promise you, you are sleeping. We got to go to a quick break. We'll be right back. Power 89.1 FM, WNZN. The fix is in. The Moss LeRae Podcast is brought to you by Breakthrough Sounds, a recording studio and media company located in Valley View, Ohio. Your creativity creates here. Schedule a tour today at btsoundscle.com. What's good, family? Welcome back. You tune back into the fix and the Mosler Race Show. We live right here at the 2023 Futureland event, right here at the Playhouse Square. And it's it's ridiculous. Man, it's going down. And I have a pleasure. We had the pleasure of welcoming Joshua Evans to the show. Man, how are you feeling today? I'm feeling alive. And I'm 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 happy to be here. Honestly, to y'all's point, I mean, it is definitely live here, and I'm thankful to be here. Welcome to the show. Welcome to Futureland. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're a Clevelander. Yeah. Recently relocated back to Cleveland from Detroit. We just had a guest from Detroit, so I want to make that man, connection. What's up with this Detroit I know, situation, man. I know. Don't judge us. Don't judge us. But won't oh, you share, share a little bit of <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm kidding. I told you something else. Faith is different. He's like, let's take it over. Won't you share a little about yourself and a little bit about your background? Yeah. So uh, right now I'm the chief executive officer of Digital C. So Digital C is a uh, nonprofit technology social enterprise. We are the only internet provider headquartered in the city of Cleveland. Say it. The only one. Uh, and black on black on black led. Okay. Um, but in addition to that, uh, we also provide, um, community and collaboration support at the Midtown Tech Hive, our headquarters. We also do digital literacy and skilling training and see all the reason why I'm mentioning those things is those are functions of the job. Those are things I actually believe in. And so when we're able to provide a service to the community, uh, I, I look at service as kind of a, a calling for me. And to be able to rise to the occasion of addressing Cleveland's digital divide, that's something that, that's close to home for me. I was doing that work in Detroit, doing that work back here. Uh, even prior to me leaving Cleveland the first time, I was doing that work. So service has always been the core of everything I've been able to do here. So the digital divide, I mean, maybe some people are familiar, maybe they're not. Give us the, give us the raw nitty-gritty of the digital divide in your own words. So we can't say any word. No, I'm joking. Uh, so um, the, the digital divide, uh, it all it ultimately boils down to who has access to technology and who doesn't. So roughly a third of residents in the city of Cleveland do not have access to high-speed internet. Now, what that's going to correlate is to, for someone's bank account, can someone do online banking well? 
Probably not. Can someone actually get a job? Probably not if they don't have those skills or that, connect, that connectivity. Can someone actually look at uh, telehealth-enabled future? Probably not. And so we begin looking at the pivotal relationship the internet has to the future and to the present. And for people not having that, well, they're essentially stuck in the past. And so a third of Cleveland residents at any given year will not have access to high-speed internet. And that's what we're seeking to address. Man, it's amazing. It takes a special person to do equity work. Mm -hmm. That's at the bottom line. That's what we're talking about, right? Equity and access. Um, What what makes you want to do this type of work, Josh? You know, this is it's purpose driven. You know, at some point I had to I had to accept that I felt like I was running from it. I always wanted someone else to be at the center, someone else to take that shot. And then eventually over and over and over again, it kept reappearing that, no, Josh, this is yours to take. You do this. This is your Jericho. And there's been a just so many events in my life where when I try to do something else over here, it doesn't work. Trying to do something over here just falls apart. But this is the only one that's been so consistent and I've been so confident that this is what I'm supposed to do. So, again, it's purpose driven. It's not profit driven. It's all about what I'm called here to do. And I I absolutely believe that 100 percent. That's amazing. Thanks for just telling us about you, you know, being purpose driven. And you still have so much passion in it. Mm -hmm. You know, you said something about digital training. Can you speak a little bit more to that? Yeah. So. It's no different than, let's look at the uh, digital divide, or the internet, I should say, as the information superhighway, back when you're using that terminology in the 90s. And you need, essentially, a license to drive on that. And what I'm getting at is no different than a car. You would go through driver driving school, driver's ed, or anything like that. We do the same thing for the internet. Because we would see, and we still see this to this day, a lot of residents who don't know what's real or fake online. Wow. And they'll, they'll get scammed. Their identities will get stolen. They'll lose money. They'll make horrible decisions because they don't know. And what that impacts is the digital divide because now you have people who are saying, you know what? I'm done with this. I have no way. I have no clue how this stuff works. They don't teach this to people. And so at this point, I'm done. That is one less household that votes. That's one less household that's engaged. That's one less household that's harder for us to reach. That's one less household that can see a workforce-enabled future for them. Mm-hmm. So for us, the, the classes that we offer be like a cybersecurity 101, how to protect yourself online, computer basics 101, how to use a computer, Microsoft Word 101, how to create a resume. Those are those fundamental skills in a digital sense that we offer and provide to residents in the city of Cleveland. Have you guys thought about partnering with the, the schools, the Cleveland City Schools and the school districts to start getting this knowledge to the kids? Because this is, they tech savvy, this is what they do. Yeah. 100%. So actually, uh, that's one of our best partnerships, honestly, with Good. the school district. The school district has been an incredible partner of ours. The library has been a great intermediary as well. Uh, this is really a connected effort. So Digital C, uh, obviously, we provide the internet. We do training as well. But all these other partners, I've, there's so many more I can name have all stepped up and said, we're here to support because we know this digital divide is crippling our city, but it all starts it starts with the children. And so if we're able to get them aware, and a lot of them are already aware, a lot of them, are, they do the tech support for their grandparents. They're the ones who do the tech support for their parents. Mm-hmm. But even, in, even for them, a lot of times they're really good with the cell phone, mm-hmm. but sometimes they can't type because they might not have a computer. Mm-hmm. And so those are those things where you'll see an imbalanced digital expertise correlative to maybe someone who's functionally digital, digitally illiterate somewhere else. That imbalance is also what we're seeking to address as well. Yeah, it's amazing. Like I've I've followed Josh. We met. I want to say in undergrad. Yeah. Um, and I've loved just your career and what you stand for and what you're doing for the city of Cleveland. And it, it's critical to have these resources in our city, and yeah. it's critical to have a, a a mouthpiece like you 
um, and talk about the digital divide and the barriers that we face as a city, but not it's just not unique to the city of Cleveland, right? That's right. And that's the thing that's that's what you bring to this space. So you're talking a little bit in, in about an hour from now. You're you're right. taking the stage, talking about the digital divide. What do you want people to take away? I mean, for everyone listening right now, what do you want them to take away? What can they do um, to to help move this cause forward? Because we hope in five years that you know we're not talking about the same conversation, that's right? Right. That's right. Well, I would say the biggest takeaway is the acknowledgement of an issue. You cannot beat an enemy if you deny its existence. Mm. And so for so many people who might not be aware that there is a digital divide, there is absolutely one. This isn't something that we're making up. The consequences are very real. We can look at Cleveland and say a third of residents here are living in poverty. That same third of residents are also on the wrong side of the digital divide, too. And so when we're able to acknowledge that we have an issue, that's the first step here. I do need a collective acknowledgement that we have a digital divide and we are not going to be able to magic bullet this. We're not going to put one bullet in this chamber and shoot it and think that it's solved. No, this is a reoccurring issue that is really a paradigm of inequity that we're solving for. And so I do need people to take that honest assessment and say, okay, how can I help? How can I volunteer? One of the things that we're doing at Digital C we're, we're uh, building out a citywide network starting January of next year uh, where we are going to cover every single household in the city in 18 months. Wow. Yeah. And by in four years' time, we're going to have 30,000 residents connected to our internet. And it feels really great for us to be here at the, the trailhead and say this is what we're committed to doing. And I would say for residents who are living in the city of Cleveland or even people who might be watching this who they might not live in the city but they know someone who does, tell them that we're coming and give us a chance to earn their business. We are a full-fledged internet provider. You don't have to qualify for our services. It's $18 a month. And that's something that we want to make sure that Clevelanders know that this is here. It's homegrown and it's designed by Clevelanders for Clevelanders to bridge Cleveland's digital divide. And you said high-speed internet for $18 a month. That's correct. If that, if that, if that ain't enough, y'all, I don't know why y'all ain't signed up. Because <laughs> right. I ain't heard no rates that, uh, that low. No. So that's reasonable for everybody. And, yeah. and did you make that cost efficient for that way everybody can be provided. That, that's absolutely right. We knew that one of our biggest challenges here was affordability. Despite right. Cleveland's cost of living being low, well, we also know, again, the conditions that make it that $18 for some people, they're stretching it on that too. So we know that, you know, it was our best. Uh, it allowed us to function as a business mm -hmm. while at the same time providing a service to residents. We don't do, after six months, we're going to raise your rate. We don't do that. It's $18 and $18 in perpetuity. And that's, that's our commitment to Cleveland. What's happened some struggles, though, from doing this? I know you've been doing it for a while now. What's some, some challenging struggles you would, you know, want to tell people if you want to do this, oh. know that this is going to happen? Oh, I got you on that one. Uh, <laughs> there's been no shortage of those. Uh, but, you know, I think the, the big one is a lot of people in Cleveland, and rightfully so, feel so disenfranchised that they think that what we're doing is a gimmick. Mm -hmm. They're like, man, it's a catch somewhere. It's not real. It's a catch. There's got to be a catch. Because if you've been disenfranchised so many different times, yeah. when we actually come up being authentic, you can't even tell the difference. And so I've been doing door, door knocking in Glenville. When I was out there, people were like, hey, man, it's cool. Yeah, you're facing that. Okay, that's cool. But I don't know, man, because so-and-so told me this and someone told me it's so much that we got to cut through. Mm -hmm. So that's a big challenge. The other part is uh, we know this. A lot of the big corporations who aren't headquartered here in Cleveland who also provide internet, they don't want to see a homegrown... <laughs> organization be successful and so they will do everything they can do they'll spin up the uh the media machines against us wow. they'll make lies about us they'll do anything that they can do to limit our influence because they believe profit is king and so 
anytime we shrink that profit margin, we're now attacking their kingdom. When in reality, all we're doing is trying to invest and really put people over profits. And that's been our mentality since the beginning. And that's why our service is $18 a month. Listen, this man does not look like what he just went through. He doesn't sound what he just went wow. through. I mean, we, we, what we were calling it in the streets was the David and Goliath fight right wow. now in the city. Yeah. And, and I wouldn't be me, Joshua, if I didn't bring it on this platform to talk about it. Because what he was up against to even get this and get the funding... Um, even with the mayor's support, it was still a war to get to the point now. So, okay, now we got the funding, the resources to actually execute in the next four years to get, you said yeah. 30,000 residents yeah. access to high-speed internet. Like, when you talk about things happening in our good, but you have to put up with the bureaucracy. You have that's to right. put up with the with the powers that be that don't want Politics. us to have access yeah, either, right. right? These are spiritual things. Yes. And I, I want you to talk a little bit about it too, Joshua, in the sense of, you know, we're not supposed to fight flesh and blood, right? Yeah. So knowing that this is a spiritual aspect of this work too, how do you how do you keep going in this space? Because so much of the conversation is in the natural of it like, is. no, no, the money and the, the resources, but you and your background knowing like, no, this is spiritual first and then the natural. So what's been your experience in that space? Man, you know, it's it's so interesting how all this stuff works together. It, it, it really is. And I, I mean, when I told you all in the beginning how it's purpose-driven, at one point, the, there was a strategy to mobilize the faith-based community against Digital C. Really? There was a strategy that, they were, that, that people were plotting against us. And it's really ironic that my dad was a pastor in Cleveland. And so when I grew up and we were going to all these different churches and some of the same, those same pastors, they were trying to use against us that somehow I knew them because it just so happened to be that I was a part of their congregation at one point. And so when I saw that the attacks of the faith community and they saw those relationships, that thing got killed. Then the next thing they tried to do, they, they tried to attack my integrity. They tried to say that I was trying to do some illicit things here and here to get a contract. They were doing everything that they could to tear me down and even ruin my image and credibility before we even had a shot. And so I couldn't take it personally. Because in the beginning, I was. Oh, I was hot. <laughs> I mean, I was hot. And then over time, I began just to breathe. Because I was like, okay, you know what? What's meant for me is meant for me. And this opportunity is meant for me. This is a purpose-driven opportunity. So for anyone who's doing this stuff, seeking profits, I'm sure you can do that. And there's nothing wrong with doing that. But when we have a crisis on our hands, profit doesn't even exist. At this point, our profit and our, our, our ROI is the public good being satisfied and those needs being addressed. And so for me, there was definitely uh, a lot of prayer involved, a lot of humility and honest conversations with myself to say, no, I am enough. Obviously, imposter syndrome was in the background. Obviously, people used my age against me and said, well, can you really, you don't know this and you don't have, they were doing everything they could to discount and to discredit. And the more they did that, the deeper I started digging in to say, okay, just because you feel that way, you must have an ulterior motive. You must believe otherwise. So I'm going to show you two times. Bet. And so realistically, the RFP was 23,500 households. I said 30 because that's what we're about to hang on them, 30,000. And I'm taking the business of other people too. I wasn't going to do that until they started going after the personal character. And I think that's the part where I'm like, is that ego? Maybe. But what you're not going to do is you're not about to tear down the only telecom headquartered company in the city of Cleveland. You're not going to tear them down and make them feel like they don't have agency in this city. 
And so there's a lot of faith that went into this. There's a lot of faith that's going to go through this. And I'm, I'm, I call this my Joshua era for real. And this is the Jericho that I'm committed to fighting. Man, and you're, and you are, and you have a, a robust team around you that yeah. is amazing. I mean, I, I live at the Tech Hive. I'm there at least once a week in the community that we've been forming over there. Um, and for those of you, we love to, to rap and, and learn about the pure message. So what would be your pure message to offer to the audience today that's listening um, with your story? You know, I, 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 I'm out here. I'm here. I'm available. I'm around. Um, you know, come to the Tech Hive. We're doing stuff all the time there. We're really trying to ramp up things there, too. I would just say be a supporter, be a friend, be a fan, mm -hmm. because it's so easy, especially, and we know this in Cleveland, Whenever anyone is trying to make a difference, it is so easy for the wind and the water and everything, the elements to try and push us back to give us that necessary. It's just, I don't like it, but it's, it, it comes with the territory at times. And so I would ask for people to support. If you see something going on, share it on social media. We have a profound awareness crisis. Some of these big companies have been here for over 100 years. We got a gap we got to make up. Mm. And so for anybody who's on the ground who really wants to, I'm not going to say stick it to the man, but who really wants to make a difference, just support us at Digital C. Come out to the Midtown Tech Hive. Kick it with us. We do events there all the time, uh, even outside of the internet. Really, we're here. I'm here. And I really look forward to building relationships with people in Cleveland who care about Cleveland. I love what's, it. What's some encouraging words you would give to somebody dealing with church hurt? Because uh, you spoke so passionately about it. And I think, um, yeah, I think people need to hear from you. What would you give them? Because you handle it way better than me. <laughs> Seriously. You know, I'll, I'll put it this way. I think what I kept taking it back to is we're all people and we're all in a journey. All of us are. And at some point in our journey, we might not be the hero we think we are. And we might be a villain to someone else. And I think that that acknowledgement of us being multifaceted people all on a journey allows me not to take this stuff personally and allows me to see people doing things for what they feel is right too. So I'm not even looking at their actions and what they plan to do to me was wrong. I'm more so almost insulted because why'd you do it to me? Um, and so like, I'll be honest, a lot of it just has us doing an honest assessment of who we are and really not taking things personal. Cause I'm, I'm gonna be honest, a lot of this stuff wasn't, it's all business. Even in the church sense too, it's not personal. People are, are legitimately preaching and believing their truths, and we have our own. And as long as we honor our journeys and honor others, I think we'll be all right. Pray yeah. for me, man, because I, I believe it's, there's only one truth. I struggle, I struggle with their truth. <laughs> Seriously, pray for me, because I, 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 I can't get my mind around everybody got a different truth. I thought it's only one truth in this one lie, but that's just me. No, Each his own, you know, each his own her, out here. No, no, I, I, think, I, think that's a, I think that's a fair point, too. Yeah. I, and, and I think that... Even in that, that is a truth, too. Yeah. And I, I think for me, the way I look at it, it's really, really hard to change people's minds. It's really hard to change people's beliefs. It's very hard to do that. I think that our whole thing is how do we be an example as much as possible yeah. to say, you know what? They're doing it. They don't seem to be stressed like me for real. Yeah. They don't really seem to be. So what is it that they're doing that I might need to? So I'm like, man, I'm just going to be an example, embrace as many truths as I can, embrace. I mean, accept, embrace yeah. as many as I can. But it just being an example in the best way I can be. Yeah, man. Thank you so much uh, for sharing your story with us. I know it's not always easy, but now that you're over that big Goliath, it's not over with either. So no. the support and the kind of the call to action, too, of making sure that we're growing community around you yeah. um, and exchanging that, I think it's powerful.
facts. And, That's right. And I think the church, we need to do better at uh, showing love. Yes. We can agree to disagree, but we need to show each other love. So Man, nobody absolutely. should be slandering anybody's name and Man. all that stuff. So that's why I brought up that church hurt question because right. I, I witnessed that too as well. Listen, DJ Focus, Mosler Ray, we at the Future Land event 2023. Yes. If you're not here, you still got time. We're right here at Playhouse Square. This is a two-day conference. It's all the way lit. We got to go to a music break. We're coming right back. Power 89.1 FM, WNZN. What's up, everyone? It's Alicia here, and I'm one of the founders of Futureland. Our mission is to transform Cleveland's innovation and tech ecosystem to be more inclusive and supportive of diverse founders and entrepreneurs. Together, we're building Cleveland's future. So check us out at futurelandcle.com. For the future, for the culture, for the land. Power 89.1 FM, WNZN. We live at the 2023 Futureland. DJ Focus, Miles LeRae. And uh, this event is off the chain. Man, we're killing it, Focus. The guests, um, the, the speakers, everybody's the just been phenomenal. The lineup has just been amazing. The energy is high. Um, this, we're going to wrap. This is our last one for today. Okay. Um, Filmworks. Let's talk about it. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Share a little bit about who you are. I am Johnny Filmworks, co-owner of HWIC Filmworks. HWIC stands for Hollywood and Cleveland. And uh, go ahead, man. My name is Jillian Holt, and I am a screenwriter, um, and I work with HWIC Filmworks, and I am a professor at Cuyahoga Community College. I love it. So why Futureland? What made you guys want to like, have to be here today? Oh, man. Uh, well... Um, well, first off, it was Future going to be here? Is that part of the thing? Right? No, I'm just, I heard I'm just kidding. About future, I just, he ain't going to make it. <laughs> I got you, got you. Well, no, I mean, we uh, support in Cleveland. You know what I mean? It's all, it, it's funny because yeah, I got here and once again, everybody, we knew, knew so many people and you know what I mean? It's really supporting the, you know, here in the, in the culture and everything else. So. I love it. I love it. Yeah. So, so film, I mean, that's a, that's a huge industry. Like what got you both involved in that space? So for me, um, I started, my, my, my cousin's my partner. We started making movies. I was nine, he was 12. Okay. Back with VHS. You guys remember that? Uh, yeah, he would, I do. He would, <laughs> he, would, he would pause and record. That's how we would edit on two VCRs. I mean, yeah, that's yeah. how long we've been doing it, you know? And then stuck with it through the years. Made our first feature in 09. Didn't do very well. You know what I mean? We made about 80 short films up until that point. And then in, in 2012, we shot a movie called Swing Low, Sweet Chariot that was uh, got by, DVDs were still a thing and it released in 2013 and went viral in the streets. And that's really where we started at. And then we now have uh, as of next month, we'll have eight movies on Tubi. Wow. Listen, uh, so I've seen a few of your movies. Okay. Uh, one, one specifically, uh, talk about the Heights Girls okay. uh, collection, because I married a Heights girl, so I think, oh. that's, I think the irony in this is pretty funny. I went to Shaw. I'm from East oh, Cleveland. So, okay. so, so you are I, the Heights Girls yeah, story. Yeah, so when I saw this story, me and my wife was dying. We like, who in the world is in our heads? So just talk to the okay, people. That's good. No, I love that, man. Yeah. You know, Jill did not write. That's actually, Heights Girl, Heights Girl 2 are the only two that I wrote with my partner everybody other ones were written by every swing low was a book turned into a to a script and okay. then jill wrote scam likely locked in and the new ones coming out airbnb and black men don't cheat those okay. are our new movies but heights girl i just wanted to tell a cleveland story okay and i knew that you know i always been around the heights area so, you know and i was like the heights girl cleveland heights girl always dates the guy from ec yeah. yeah. show, right yeah, yeah, and, i mean in particular all over but you know what i mean the shaw the shaw <laughs> heights connection but it could have been anywhere i mean yeah. you know and I was like, man, I got to tell this story because you know what I mean. And I thought it would, you know, at first we got a little bit of hate, and as time went on, they were like, hey, that's just, I mean, that's that's, that's a Cleveland story. story you know what I mean? Facts. And it's done well on Tubi, and people really love the story. I mean, people out of town don't understand, you know, totally know that area, but they understand the story, right? The guy from the hood dating the girl from the suburbs, and 
he did really well. So that's interesting. That's funny, man. That's funny. You got yeah. the exact story. Yeah, yeah. yeah so funny. take us through the process of getting on Tubi. I mean, like right now, content is king. Is being king is going to continue to sure. to reign in the, in the sense of entrepreneurship, and that's what we're all talking about here at Futureland. Yeah. So that process right now, especially when you talk about all this happening in Hollywood and the strike, yeah. and now um, getting on production is quite easier these days than what it used to be. Right. So what has been your guys' experience? Yeah, you want to talk about? Um, well, it is, you know, right, right now, independent film is like the wild, wild west. Like, there are so many, you know, uh, cameras are uh, more available than they've ever been at a, a reasonable rate for people. So sound equipment you can get, you could get pretty much everything you need to make a film for a reasonable amount where, you know, years ago it was thousands and thousands, but now you can, you know, $5,000, you have a film. Mm. So, you know, and, and in that aspect, you know, you do still have to learn the craft and do your research. And there are a lot of, once you have a film, there are a lot of distribution routes and companies that you could go to. And um, you just kind of have to, I mean, it's so hard because they're all a little different and offer a little different incentive and take a little bit more money. So you have to do your research and um, just find the, the correct avenue for you and your project. That's great. What, what's your why? Why? Why this space? Well, for, for me, it's it's the passion from childhood. You know what I mean? And, and you know, the for film, I'm saying in particular, the yeah. passion for childhood, you know, since childhood. And for me, you know, I love telling these stories. I mean, I, like I'm all like I kind of am urban Cleveland, you know what I'm saying? Like it fits me. It just it fits me and, and what I'm about, and who I am. You know what I'm saying? And I love and I love the audience. I love the people. You know, a lot of people don't know this. I grew up in Youngstown, but I moved to Cleveland when I was like 19. You know what I'm saying? And everybody showed me love, and it was like being able to do this for them. And and you know what? Also, a big thing is the urban crowd in Hollywood gets, you know what I mean? They they don't get a lot of opportunities. You know what I'm saying? And we're giving them opportunities that they're not going to normally get because of the way Hollywood, you know, I mean, that's going to change a lot, I think, over time, too. Hollywood's whole model, it's just these big budget movies aren't going to, you know, they're not making their money back like yeah. they used to. It's you different. Know I mean? Everyone's it's, not yeah. going to the theater anymore, yeah. you know. What's your, what's your take on the strike and everything that's going on in Hollywood? Come on, talk about it. Um, You know, I... <laughs> Um, as a writer, uh, I, I'm not in a WGA, but of course, um, I am affiliated with a lot of people who are, and I've worked on a lot of movies that were union movies. And um, so I was glad that they got the contract that they did. I didn't understand why they couldn't do that immediately, but whatever, you know, it's politics behind a lot of the stuff that happens. And, you know, hopefully the actors of the SAG will get a contract that works for the actors, um, you know, in a, in very soon so that we can get back to production because there were multiple productions that were coming here to Cleveland, big budget Hollywood productions that I was a part of that were halted because of the strike. And that put a lot of us who work on film out of work. Yeah. So we need to get back to work. So hopefully they, uh, you know, they could come up with an agreement and we can get those films back here in Cleveland. What's some successful tips you would give an inspiring writer, somebody who wants to get into screenwriting or writing? That was going to be my question. That was my next question. We on the same, we only been doing this for a couple hours. We are vibing. I love it. Uh, my first tip would be to um, 
research the craft. Um, you have to, you know, screenwriting is different than narrative fiction. Everybody has read a book. Everybody is familiar with that type of writing. Screenwriting is uh, a moving image, so it's different. And you have to get your mind acclimated to that system. And right now, you know, 2023 is free. You can go on Google and yeah. you can find anything you want. Back when I started, you had to go to the library and get a book. The good old library. <laughs> so now you can, you can, from the comfort of your own bed, from your home, you can Google and you can research. And there are lots of great websites like uh, Masterclass and Studio Binder and ScreenCraft that you can go on and pretty much find anything that you need to know about how to write a script. That's so awesome. That's so awesome. Well, we want to thank you guys for joining with us. Um, what, what, what's, how can people get in touch with you, follow you? So IG, uh, for me, it's uh, Johnny underscore Filmworks in the company's HWIC Filmworks and on TikTok and on Facebook. And check out our movie Scam Likely, Locked In, which was on the New York Times. I know we made an, 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 uh, they did an article about urban indie Films on Tubi. We made the, the New York Times. That's awesome. Watching. Yeah, thank you. Um, Swing Low, Sweet Chariot. Heights Girl, Heights Girl 2. Wine and Gossip. And then coming soon, Airbnb and Black Men Don't Cheat. I love it. What about you? And um, my social media handle for everything is so shebanky. Um, just Google so shebanky and my my Twitter or what is it called now? X, 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 X Facebook, yes. Instagram, all of that good stuff will come up. Uh, uh, but my name is Jillian Holt. I love it. DJ Focus, Masla Ray, we live at the 2023 Futureland event. Listen, we got to go to a quick break. We coming back with more. Keep it locked. You're tuning into The Fix. Thank you for tuning into The Masla Ray Show. You can follow us on all social media at Maslaray. That's M-A-S-L-A-R-A-E. You can also check out our website for more behind-the-scenes content at maslaray.com.